Chapter 20. So What? Relationship is the Core of Reality. Dan B. Allender. If you have made it this far and have tracked with me through this book, you may be ready to conclude, as many have, that this world would be a far better place without religion, and I believe you would be right. But although true, this conclusion is incomplete. With nothing to fill the void left by its absence, the result of doing away with religion would hardly be an improvement. History bears this out. For every Osama bin Laden, there is a Stalin. Nature abhors a vacuum, and so does the human heart. The human soul was created for a purpose. To be fully authentic, to become what it was made to be, the human soul needs more than the absence of something. It needs the presence of someone. We were designed to live within the context of a relationship with divine consciousness, the personhood of God. This concept of intimate and interactive relationship with God, a relationship of naked intimacy, delight, and passion, was at the core of Jesus' teaching and abundantly evident in his own life. Experiencing God as father, mother, husband, lover, friend, counselor, and guide is the teleological center in Jesus' teaching, the goal he leads us toward. The beautiful thing about relating to God is that we don't need to master any one technique or tool to do so. I have spoken to people who have disciplined themselves in multiple religious techniques and practiced them regularly for years with the hope of one day being enlightened. While commendable, I believe they have missed something wonderful about God. Our enlightenment can come in a moment, once we realize that God is a person who loves us and desires intimate relationship with us. When that reality fully seizes us, a light goes on that can never be put out. We are enlightened. Then the rest of our life can be spent enjoying and deepening that relationship through a variety of means. Notice the difference. In many religions, the techniques of prayer and or meditation and or reading sacred scripture are used to somehow achieve illumination or connection with the divine. But according to Jesus, the connection can be made in an instant if we choose it. And then we are free to use the same practices to celebrate and live within the connection rather than striving to achieve it. When Jesus talked about spiritual practices like prayer, giving to charity, and fasting, he never prescribed any one religious routine to follow. Instead, he gave guidelines to keep these practices focused on relationship with God rather than on appearance. He assumed that once we have a right view of God and a right desire to connect with God, then we'll pray and dialogue with God because we want to, not because our religion mandates it. So he began his teaching on prayer by saying, When you pray assuming we will pray, rather than saying, you must pray, and you must pray this many times a day, and in this manner, and facing in this direction, etc. For Jesus, prayer is assumed rather than commanded, because he saw prayer as a relational act between two loving parties who want to communicate. Jesus spoke of the new wine of his message needing fresh wineskins in Matthew 9.17, wineskins being those structures, patterns, and ways of living that contain and transport the message. As new wine ferments and expands, the wineskin that contains it must likewise stretch along with it. If we try to put new wine in an old wineskin that has already become brittle and cannot stretch anymore, it will eventually burst open and the wine will be lost. Jesus was not against the wineskin of structure. All relationships can benefit from a degree of flexible structure, and our relationship with God is no different in this. But Jesus emphasized that structure must submit to substance. Patterns of spiritual exercise must remain flexible and relational 
lest we try to contain the new wine within antiquated and inflexible traditions that simply cannot contain the fullness of the ever-expanding wine of the gospel. Wineskins are needed, but only as vehicles for the wine. Once they become our focus, the benefit of the wine will be missed. No one ever quenched their spiritual thirst by chewing on a wineskin. So, ironically, Jesus wanted his followers to use organization to help spread the message that organizations are not the answer. Christ followers read the Bible to learn of Jesus' teaching that reading the Bible is not what makes us a Christian. We pray regularly in order to commune with the God who reminds us that praying regularly is not what makes us acceptable to him. We meditate to immerse our souls in the love of God, not in order to somehow achieve a state of self-induced enlightenment. And we go to church to collectively celebrate the message that going to church is not what makes us God's children. A Christ follower acknowledges that going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than walking in the woods makes you a tree. And once that is understood and embraced, a church community can become more of a come-as-you-are party than a religious obligation, a celebration of the life we're given, not a religious attempt to attain that life.